Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back. This is your host, Joe Fain Salida, and you're listening to the Well for Goodness Sake podcast. Listen, I am just here to encourage you as a fellow believer that you can do all the things. Yes, mamas, you too. I hear you. Here it's all about keeping it real and applying practical truth from scripture to learn more about the heart of God and what it means to walk the 4 life. Just like my favorite life verse in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 talks about, walking in faith can require massive action. Life can be pretty chaotic and we don't always get to control our circumstances, but here together, We can learn to change how we respond to what does happen, and that changes everything. What does it mean to choose Jesus Christ first and daily? How do we find peace, identity, and purpose? I tell you what, it is only found in His presence and by His mercy and grace and only by believing in truth. So here we'll laugh together and maybe comfort each other once in a while while also remembering the most important thing, God's love for us. Mamas, sisters in Christ, you are not alone. God chose you. God loves you. Welcome to this safe space. It's so great to have you back. Welcome back to the Well for Goodness Sake podcast on walking and living the 4-8 life. That is what we are trying to do. I'm so glad you're back again. Oh boy, do we have some fun things to cover today. As many of you know, I'm coming back from a long weekend last week at my church. Um, If you follow on social media platforms or any of that, you've seen some posts from Fresh Grounded Faith Women's Event at First Baptist Church of Plant City. And it was with one of my favorite people or persons that I love listening to, Jennifer Rothschild. I've spoken about her before, and it was an incredible weekend. She covered the topic of grace, and you know how my biggest thing is loving God and how we all need to receive his grace and mercy. It's a big deal. So (laughs) I have so many things to share with you, and I have the funniest story to tell you too. But before we get into all of that, I want to circle back to the guest speaker coming to the Well for Goodness Sake podcast. I wanted to let you know that I have actually scheduled an appointment with this person and we are going to potentially be having her on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. I am scheduled to interview her next week. Um, And so I am very excited to discuss our topic of conversation for the podcast and her book. And I will be back to share all of that with you very soon, but stay excited about that. And then I have another announcement. I am excited to be able to offer a new 66-day study through the 66 books of the Bible in chronological order. Yes, it is so exciting. (laughs) This was inspired by a book I purchased last weekend at Fresh Grounded Faith. In her book, 66 Ways God Loves You by Jennifer Rothschild, she lists one way for each book of the Bible that God loves you. It's awesome. I'm not done with it yet, but 
as I get into it, I just, as I was reading through, I felt so prompted to take this one step further. Uh, my church has this very strong foundation and on this topic of one step further, one step further, do this, and then one more step for God. And so I am going to take the 66 ways that God loves you. I am going to list one truth because I'm all about the 4-8. So I'm going to speak one truth that Jennifer Rothschild shares in the in her book for each book of the Bible, and then take it a step further and study through starting with the book of Genesis. And this is something that we are going to do weekly. It will be in addition to the Well for Goodness Sake podcast. It will be on the podcast, but separate from the pursuit of peace and walking the forward life, even though everything that we do seeking God is ultimately for his glory, his purposes, and really about walking in grace in the pursuit of peace, walking in truth, living the 4-8 life. So I am very, very excited to get that going. And it's going to be coming out in October. So stay tuned for the 66 days through the Bible books. That's going to be the title or something like that. And we will literally spend about 66 weeks, one episode per week, one book of the Bible per week in a row in chronological order. It seems like a lot. I thought about doing 365 days of reading through the Bible. You know how you can start those plans or a Bible study with friends that's 365 days and you get through the whole Bible. But what we're going to do is going to simplify this by sharing one of the truths of how God loves you from Jennifer's book and expound on that by going another step further and studying the book of Genesis together. I'll pull key verses. Um, I mentioned in a post when I was introducing this whole exciting 66 books of the Bible in chronological order study that the book of Genesis is kind of broken into two parts. And so we're going to take some of the basic outlines of each book of the Bible and pull some additional truths from scripture while we study it together. Genesis is foundational for the rest of the Bible and it has so many key scriptures and so much importance in our who we are and how we identify and find our purpose in Christ. Not only did God create us and all of creation, all of earth, planet, stars, all of the universe, all of the galaxies, but he declared it good indeed. He declared his work, his creation good. He spoke things into existence. He put his hand into human creation, which takes it to another level beyond speaking everything into existence. So I'm very excited about the details of God's hand work and how we're awesomely and amazingly made by him. And we're going to start in the book of Genesis. So stay tuned for that. I know that's a long introduction, but stay tuned because it's going to be very, very exciting. Also coming to First Baptist Church of Plant City on November 9th at 7 p.m. We have Lisa Turkhurst. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. I know that due to my brain, sometimes I have mispronounced Jennifer Rothschild as Rothschild. And um, it's something that I caught. And so I apologize for that. If anyone ever hears it, Jennifer Rothschild. And I hope Lisa Turkhurst, I hope I'm saying her name correctly, but she is a guest speaker along with two other guest speakers, Dr. Joel and Hope Darst. So November 9th, 7 p.m. at First Baptist Church of Plant City. There's tickets online for that. I am not sponsoring or receiving <laughs> any type of a monetization for speaking about this. It is all for Jesus. So if you're local, come to First Baptist Church and hear Lisa Turker speak. Um, she has a great testimony. You can find her on social media platforms. And yeah, it's just a lot of exciting stuff. So um, check it out. Come get your ticket. Come visit us. I'll be serving somewhere at that event. Um, so for the last few episodes, we've been talking about the pursuit of peace. I'm excited to get back into to that topic. But first, let's talk about last weekend. 
<laughs> so Jennifer's topic was race. So I want to say that at Fresh Grounded Faith event, first of all, there was a lot of pink. I noticed a lot of pink, soft pink coloring. Beautiful. There's pink kind of laced throughout some of the books on the table and the decorations. Photo booth. She wears pink um, and she has a bright, loving heart. Day one began with prayer and worship um, with Sean Groves. I believe he passed her somewhere. He's also connected to a ministry that I'll talk about in a little bit, but he is definitely a worship leader in music. And uh, Laura's story was also there. Um, if you've never heard of her story, she was there for both days, Friday and Saturday, because it was a weekend event. So it was all afternoon Friday and all morning Saturday. And her testimony is incredible. Her husband had a brain tumor, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. And um, she has a very unique story of grace, God's grace in her life. Um, she is a writer. She sings music. She plays music. She's a mother. She travels. She works all the time. And her story was incredible. And then on day two, on Saturday, Annie F. Downs, who is also, first of all, she's hilarious. And then she doesn't know I'm talking about her. None of these people know I'm talking about them. <laughs> but she's a podcaster, uh, author, and she just, she shared stories of her life and how God's given her grace. And some of it was humorous stories of getting a seat on an airplane for, you know, Laura received um, or excuse me, Annie and Jennifer both received first class tickets from somebody else and they shared humorous stories of how they received God's grace. And um, then they gifted, one of them gifted Laura Story a first class ticket because she joked that she did not have a first class ticket and where was her grace. And so it was just a cute little story of how God's grace, people listen, people hear you, people love. And so I think Annie switched tickets with Laura and gave her first class. But anyways, there was just stories of grace laced throughout each of their personal testimony. Annie with her humor um, was asked by Jennifer. This is a hilarious little story. You know that I follow Jennifer Rothschild. You know I listen to her podcast, the 413 podcast. You know I love it. You know I talk about it. If you've ever listened to anything I've said... <laughs> <laughs> I have a hilarious story to tell you, totally undeserved, but completely worth talking about. I've shared a video clip on my Instagram about this, but these hilarious, loving, wonderful people, you know, so I, okay, first of all, let me just go back. I served at First Baptist Church serving food with my mother, Darlene, and my aunt and uncle, and several other people at First Baptist Church that have been serving there much longer than I have and know way more than I do. And it was just an honor and a blessing. It was a humbling experience. So I served, we served food for everybody that was there for all of the guest speakers and their family. There was anywhere from 50 to 75 people on Friday and Saturday for Friday dinner and Saturday breakfast. And so total transparency. Yes, I was in the room. They are planning how the day will go smoothly. They are praying. They're asking God to bless all of the women that are coming to the event. And so it was an honor to be in there and see that aspect. And actually it was an honor for me to be in there and see Jennifer's husband and their dynamic and um, his strong leadership in her ministry and how he comes alongside her and she's alongside him and they work together to serve the Lord and he um, helps her as she has been put on this platform to speak for Jesus. And so it was just incredible to be in there and have that opportunity. It's humbling to be able to be close to some of them and get to know some of them to serve them. It was an honor to serve. So long story short, I wrote a review and I heard her talking about it at breakfast and I just got really quiet. And as soon as she said that somebody referred to her as their spirit animal, I leaned over to my mom and I was like, oh gosh, 
she's talking about me. And I didn't know if I should run from the room and hide myself from embarrassment or jump across the eggs and grits and hug her neck right then and there and just say, I love you. Thank you for serving Jesus. You're awesome. So I knew that something was up. I didn't know they were going to call me on stage. But in that moment, I didn't want to call myself out and take credit for something. And I didn't know what they were planning. But I got quiet and I just kept serving food silently and putting food on people's plates and sort of not sweating anymore when the moment passed. Well, then it was really cute. When we got to the conference, when we got into the event, they did their prayer and worship time. Sean led music. And then Jennifer had Annie up there on the stage with her. And they started talking about this review that was written by somebody. And Annie, bless her heart, she tries to say my name. And at that moment, I didn't even remember what my name was on the iTunes account because that's where I left the review. But it was like, is she here? Blah, blah, blah. So of course I knew it was me and I stood up. It's just the cutest thing. You're going to have to listen to the review in Annie's voice because it's just way better with her reading it. I'm not going to read my review to y'all. I'm going to let you hear Annie reading my review with Jennifer at the conference. So listen to this. Yes. And Annie says, I can't see it. I'm going to ask you to read this. This came from iTunes. Y'all are going to get a kick out of this. And I sure hope this lady's here. Okay. So we don't exactly know how to say your name. It is either, it's J-O-Z. So it's either Jaws or Joes. Are you here? Okay, I'm gonna read oh your review God. and then you'll be like, Annie, that's me. Yeah. Oh no. Put your stuff down. She's okay. We're so happy. Oh, yes, I met you earlier, Joe. Yes, I met you earlier. Okay, come up with us. As I'm yeah. sure. Oh, exactly. <laughs> she also served us breakfast this morning. You were? Yes. She served us breakfast. She served us reviews. Oh. She just did a servant of the Lord. Okay. Y'all are gonna love what Here's she said. Here's the review. She says, Jen, thank you for your heart for the Lord. I had the opportunity to hear you at Fresh Ground and Faith in Plant City, Florida, quite some years ago, and loved your message back then, but only more recently got in on your podcast and social media where I basically stalk you now. So <laughs> we need to bring the stalkers right up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a now yes. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, and just soak up the love and encouragement your heart pours out with each fresh cup of regular. I love the 413 podcast in your life first. My five-year-old daughter even listens it with me sometimes. I admit, I have referenced you more than once as my spirit animal. <laughs> if you were a cute little puppy bunny or something. But no, seriously, you are my soul sister. God bless you. All right. Thank you, serving Come here, sister. Oh. <laughs> yes, I want you. So, I got you a little bunny spirit so animal. So it's just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing the whole time I was up there and Jennifer was just so sweet. Annie is so funny and I feel honored and blessed. Yes, it's probably a little bit embarrassing, but I'm just so grateful to the Lord that Jennifer received it, that she got my humor. And Jennifer, if you ever listen to my podcast, which you probably won't because God has you so busy right now. <laughs> I love you and I'm so thankful that you appreciated the humor and that you understood 100% that the only spirit that I tap into and serve is the Holy Spirit. So when I said spirit animal, I appreciate that you got the humor and that you realize that I am just a sister and I felt connected to you for so many different reasons and you're a blessing. 
And so I, I accept that cute, it was a cute little pink bunny, fluffy bunny, when she says, look what I got for you at the end of the video. Um, it's this cute, fluffy bunny. It's now sitting here right next to me while I podcast and next to my cup of coffee and a whole bunch of books that I bought at the conference. I think the only book of Jennifer's that I did not buy is her book from the Bible book, the book of Amos. And it wasn't intentional to not get it. We were just really busy doing um, cleanup and my mind was kind of all over the place because I was still going through a miscarriage while we were serving there. And um, so it was a wonderful event. It's so funny. The bunny story. I am now known by people at the church as either being the stalker or the funny one with the pink bunny. And so I'm grateful. It's hilarious. <laughs> and it was just a great way to get into the event on Saturday. So thank you again, Jennifer. And if you haven't listened to the 413 podcast, I recommend that you check it out. Now on day two, Sean Groves had a chance. I think it was day two. Sean Groves had a chance to share a little bit about Compassion International. It's where you sponsor children. Um, four out of every five children we learned are going into either foster or adoption due to poverty or parents being unable to care for them. And so Sean shared his personal story of grace and their adoption of a son from a poverty situation just like that. And so he was able to talk about how the parents are really the most important people in a person's life. Even his son's life, he mentioned his birth parents are the best parents for them, for his son, in his opinion. And what he's encouraging and asking people to pray about is sponsoring a child. And it's like less than $45 a month where you're basically changing someone's life and allowing them to stay with their birth parents by helping them with the necessities of life. So I'll be including a link to this ministry, Compassion International, and you can have a chance to pray and ask God if you feel prompted to minister in that way. You get to receive pictures from the child you're sponsoring. Um, You get to choose a picture if you go online. You can choose a child to sponsor and you receive updates. You can send them letters and it's beautiful. And Jennifer Rothschild shared a picture and a video of a child she sponsored and actually had the honor and privilege of traveling across states and countries to go and meet this little girl that she sponsored. Not everyone has a chance to travel, but you can definitely make a difference. So they don't know I'm speaking about any of this, but I just felt prompted to share it with you and to pass it on. Um, It's something I'm praying about and talking about with my husband sponsoring a child and seeing if the Lord wants us to minister in that way. So it was just a beautiful event, a beautiful event of grace, watching grace spill from each of their testimonies, each of the guest speakers, watching people around being blessed and ministered to through prayer. Um, And at the end of the second day, they did the Spill the Beans, which Jennifer does that all the time on the 413 podcast, but she did it with Annie and Laura. And it was kind of just a girl's chat. They answer lots of questions from the audience. It's humorous and full of truth and grace. So um, I wanted to share quickly before I go into some of my own keys on grace for this topic. Jennifer shared on day one, grace, G-R-A-C-E. And G was for grasp. G, grasp loosely to receive grace. R, respond don't react from Philippians 4, 5 on gentleness. And she said something here that was just really impactful, which is that the opposite of your normal reactions to life will most likely produce grace. Think about that. The opposite of how you would normally respond to what's happening in your life, probably especially in stressful situations, will most likely produce that grace that you want to receive. And then A was for apologize and forgive from Ephesians 4.32. C was choose your words well from Proverbs 18.21, where it talks about the power of life and death. And then E, empathize. So G-R-A-C-E. E, empathize before evaluating. And she gave the reference of Matthew 1. I think it's Matthew 1 verses 1 through 
through three, where words are either weapons um, of comfort and healing or something else entirely. And she said something else here that just really pricked my heart. Generations of language, good or bad, and I'm paraphrasing, being passed down to our children. We need to change that right now. There's generational things. If you are someone who, it, it's so convicting to me because I am somebody that has struggled in that area. I struggle with my language. I struggle with the words that I choose. I don't always have a clean vocabulary. It's much better now, especially walking with the Lord more strongly. But And I don't hear words from other people that are foul and feel critical or judgmental. I don't sometimes even catch it. But in myself, it's something I don't ever want to have in front of my children. And I, I see where grace is the key, accepting God's grace, empathizing before evaluating, choosing those words of comfort and healing. And it's true in Proverbs 15, 1, where it talks about a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So even in a relationship, maybe it's husband and wife, if there's conflict, it's the same thing. Choosing your words, empathizing before you evaluate, empathize with others because you have the you have the power in your words to kill or destroy or speak life. So it was very convicting for me. And then at the very end of the second day, I think that was the first day actually on day one. I think I said that. And then on day two, she had this little card and it may have been day one. I honestly don't remember (laughs) so many things going on, but the card was a fill in the blank. So it was grace is sufficient for, and then she would have you put your name for three areas. So grace is sufficient for Joanna when she sins. Ephesians 1 verses 6 through 7, which is he died for us, forgive forgiveness of sins, redemption lavished on us by a holy father God. Basically, grace is enough. So grace is sufficient for my sins. Grace is sufficient for, again, fill in the blank, Joanna when she strives. 1 Corinthians 15, 10, by his grace, I am what I am. I worked hard in his grace and I'm not alone. And then grace is sufficient for Joanna when she struggles. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, which was her key passage for the entire weekend. And I'm going to read that to you. So 2 Corinthians 12, 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. Isn't that beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? So his grace is sufficient for our sins. His grace is sufficient when we strive and his grace is sufficient when we struggle. And so on day two, just in closing of what Jennifer covered, God allows thorns in our flesh to keep us away from conceited hearts. And the passage she shared was 2 Corinthians 12, 7, and my people who bear my name and humble themselves, pray and seek and turn away from evil. Then I forgive them their sin, their land. And then we receive comfort during times of walking through fire because we will walk through the fire. And it was kind of, I chuckled here because when she was speaking, she talked about how she spoke at an event once and they kind of cut her off repeatedly because she was speaking about going through persecution and how God doesn't choose to heal everyone. If you know Jennifer Rothschild's story, you know that she's blind and being told that if you live for Jesus and you'll heal and recover from blindness, I agree with her. (laughs) God does not always choose to heal us from our affliction. Um, I live with chronic pain. I have herniated discs in my back. I've suffered from migraines since I was six or seven. And I certainly don't think that God is punishing me. He, he calls us to serve. He calls us to walk through things for his glory. And so again, she shares her key verse for the weekend where his grace is sufficient through, and for her, she was talking about through everything she's gone through with going blind at the age of 15. And his power is perfect for us in our weaknesses. So that applies. And for me, I hear that. I hear that for myself. I hear that for my pain. I hear that when I'm struggling, when I'm hurting. So I want to go one step further (laughs) and get back into our topic. It's going to be short, but it's on the topic of grace. As you 
you know, we have been talking about the secret to soft hearts, the pursuit of peace from Psalms 95. We covered five days already at the pursuit of peace. First and daily, worship to God, choosing joy and thankfulness, trusting God's purpose and plan, and then humility was last week's episode. So today on Grace, I shared all of the things from last weekend that stood out to me that felt special in my heart that God wanted me to share with you. And now I want to point out a few key things. So my key verse for today is Philippians 4 verses 12 through 13. You know, it's from my life chapter, Philippians 4 verses 12 and 13. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength, which as you know, is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in King James. So what I just read to you was the NIV, Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, which ironically is Jennifer's life verse and that's why she has this 413 podcast. So the whole reason that I laughed and joked with her and told her that she was my spirit animal is just, we have so many things in common. I just, I connect with her in so many ways and I'm, I've said before on the podcast, I truly believe if you walk the 4-8, which is believing and thinking what's true and real, it makes you capable of doing everything else, including receiving God's grace, receiving his grace and believing truth and knowing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Ironically, I needed his grace this morning on the day that I was going to be recording this podcast. I needed it so bad, so bad, you guys. My house was dirty, messy, food under the couch. You know that I've just gone through a miscarriage. I was trying to clean up some stuff. The kids are screaming. I've had some very rough nights with the littlest one, several nights in a row of being up from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. It's just, it's not working for my body, guys. I'm almost 40. And ironically, like I was supposed to speak on grace. And for a minute, I wasn't receiving God's grace. I wasn't angry. I just, I literally just started bawling my eyes out this morning. I've, I had to fall over on the couch sobbing. When I moved the couch, there was food and clothes and toys all under the couch that I didn't know were there. My lower back pinches and sometimes it goes out. And when I, what I mean by my back goes out is it literally throws out where a disc will pinch on one side and it will send your body hurt curling over into the other direction where you're pinned and you're pinched in that position until the inflammation goes down. And so my back didn't go out, but it feels like it's on the verge. It's very sore, probably from sitting in the chair for so many hours during the night, breastfeeding the baby and just trying to take care of her and um, just so many things. So I just, I started sobbing on the couch. I, it was just too much. There's too many things happening. We had issues yesterday with a real estate property. Um, something else is broken. Like one more time, one more thing is broken. One more tenant is paying late rent. Um, so we are not rich and we do not live lavishly. You know, most of you that I live with my husband and my granddad's mobile home right now. And we did not get out of debt for almost 10 years of our married life. And by God's grace, we are finally debt free. Um, and that took a lot of hard work. And so we are just still working and, and we're still struggling. Sometimes we still struggle financially. And so I will admit that to you. And so every single moment, we we need God's grace for everything, for the bills that we still sometimes struggle for or the diapers that we still need to buy or the really, really expensive, healthier food options that we try to buy, um, supplements, vitamins, all the things, you know them. If you've ever struggled with finances, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so we still need his grace to get through those moments. So everything was just kind of hitting me because I texted my husband. I said, I feel like, I feel, you know, because we feel, I've talked about feelings. I feel like we are going in a circle. we finally get out of debt. We are working as hard as we can to connect, to serve Jesus Christ. And it feels like we're constantly in the fire. It feels like we're still in the fire. And I don't know why I'm getting emotional (laughs) because this is an encouragement podcast. So I shouldn't be crying. But 
it feels like we're still in the fire and God calls us to go through the fire and go through hard times. So I wasn't just crying about the Cheerios this morning or the clothes mixed in with the food under the couch that I didn't know was there that delayed the entire rest of the day, but it's all of the weight and the pressures of the commute for my husband's job, the pressures of the government's control at work. Um, it is the struggle, you know, this the continued struggle with finances and being wise with our finances, but still having a struggle there. It is the heart that desperately wants to serve Jesus and finding out what that looks like with small children and trying to protect our kids and carrying the baby around with bulging discs and a herniated back and living with chronic pain and migraines and going through a miscarriage and some of the struggles and the hurts that we go through. And so it's not just the Cheerios on the the floor. It's not just common things that we all deal with. It is we're going through the fire and we have circled back again and we're still going through the fire and God wants us to go through the fire. And so it's my job as a Christian, as a mama that has little people watching me, it's my job to receive his grace this morning. Right now, while I'm here to encourage you that you're not alone and I'm crying on the podcast and I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be the exhorter and the encourager. We're saved by his grace. That's my first key. We're saved by his grace. It was not free. So as we're going through the fire again, and it, it feels like a circle to my husband and I, as soon as we thought we're out, we're back under something else. I mentioned that we've gone through immigration together. Um, I had strokes after the birth of my first daughter, but I didn't after the second. We finally got rid of $100,000 of debt from losing a business together. And then something else hit. So it's a constant storm. And maybe that's our calling to continue going through storms and processing it in such a way that it brings glory to him. And so that is what I encourage you. If you're going through a storm, if you think that you're the only one, you are not the only one going through a storm. We're saved by his grace. It was not free. It's not cheap. It was paid for by the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, but it was freely given to us. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is the gift we don't deserve. As humans, we feel so entitled sometimes, don't we? We think that we deserve so many things. And the truth is what was given to us was so undeserved, so undeserved. We must continue to receive that grace moment by moment, just like this morning, day by day. When I finally stopped crying, I heard my five-year-old say, Mom, relax, take a breath. And so I sat down in the chair and I did that. I took a breath. I tried to relax and I prayed and I said, God, give me your grace. I know it's there. I know it's given already. Help me to receive it. God, help me to receive it. I cry out to you. Help me to receive your grace, please. I'm struggling. I can't even hold it together today. And that might be you. And if that is, I encourage you that you're not alone. God sees you. I want to share something else with you on the heels of all of this. Um, when things are falling apart at the literal seams, we need him. We need him most when we feel unable, when we're incapable, like I was this morning, when we feel so defeated, like we're walking in circles and we don't know when it's our chance to surface. And that's where entitlement comes from. I think we struggle and we wonder like, when is, when is our time to come up for air? When is our time to not feel so defeated that we can barely smile. But you know why we should smile and have a heart that's happy? Because God's grace is there. Because he sent his son to die for us. And that's the truth. Let's do a foray. Let's take a breath and let's focus on what's real and true about our life. And that is the love of God, the grace of God. So on the day of this event at the church, September 22, it was 
actually my husband's birthday and we still haven't celebrated it. We're supposed to go out and have a little date. Um, but my devotional, several days later, I found from that day where grace was being spoken at Fresh Grounded Faith, my devotional also spoke about grace. And so I want to share with you what this devotional is. It's called Hope for Today. It's a 365-day devotional for depression and anxiety. And um, it's published by Broad Street Publishing. And because I live in Plant City, Florida, you probably can hear the train. So again, don't think I can edit that out. But here we go. September 22 from this devotional. It's called, title. it's titled, Fully Supplied. And so the verses they provide are Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 through 13, which I just shared with you about knowing what it's like to be in need and to have plenty, learning the secret of being content in every situation, whether we're well-fed or hungry, whether we're still struggling, and just it's being able to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So here's the devotional. Whatever circumstances we face today, we can be sure that God has supplied us with everything we need. God is our provider and our sustainer. Where we cannot see how we will cope or get through, God offers us his unending grace that empowers us to life. Don't lose heart today. Keep pressing on and pressing into him. He never leaves you on your own. When you can't see a way out of the trouble you face, God is with you right in the middle of it, just as he was in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So he will be with you. Take hope in your ever-present king today. He is the source of strength and power. And then there's a prayer at the bottom that says, Holy one, you are the hope of my heart. As my heart trembles at the thought of all this life requires, I remember that you are the strength that keeps me going. I cannot do it on my own. Draw nearer still, Lord. Isn't that beautiful? And so I ended up posting it on social media, of course, because I post everything that I read and devotions, Bible verses that stand out, just plaster it there for hopefully for your heart to be encouraged. And so thank you for listening today. Thank you for your patience um, as I cried through some of... (laughs) As I got teary and cried on the encouragement podcast, you're not alone. I'm not alone. I choose to believe that right now. I'm not the only one that has rough moments or struggles or needs God's grace. So here's the question of the day. How do we accept the daily grace, especially once we've already been saved, right? We have to have his grace to be saved through grace. By his grace, we're saved. Now what? How do we accept his grace every day? Now what do I do? Well, I told you that we're saved by grace, right? Grace is the unmerited favor of God. That's what Jennifer meant when she said it's sufficient. When scripture says God's grace is sufficient, right? It seems incredible that we don't think about his grace as much. Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians 2 verse 8, for you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift. Revelation 3 verse 20, see, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. So we're, we're saved. We're saved by his grace. How do we accept that grace daily when we're bawling our eyes out on the side of the couch? Pause and breathe. Cry out to God. Believe in what is true about his word, about grace, and what we've learned about what has offered to us. You're not the only one who needs grace. Every person is equally needy of God's grace and God's mercy. No person is capable alone. No person is capable and not needing of his grace or mercy. Every person is capable in Jesus Christ to receive his grace and to walk his purpose for us. Believe his grace is sufficient. Ask him for his grace in the moment that you're in the fire. He will answer you. Now, it may not be right away. It might be a time of waiting. It might be a time of fire for some reason 
my husband and I continue to circle through and I'm working so hard to receive God's grace. I have to believe John 3:16 that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son for Joanna, for my husband Caesar, for you listener. Yet God in his grace fully makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Romans chapter 3 verse 24. John 3:16 God so loved the world. I've said it already. <laughs> Romans 3:24 just now, freely by his grace through redemption. Ephesians 2 8, you are saved by grace through faith, not from works that you create so that you can boast, but because of God's gift. Ephesians 1 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. 2 Timothy 2 1, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Titus chapter 2 verse 11, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, every single person. 2 Peter 3 9, the Lord does not delay his promise as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And then Revelation 22, verse 21, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with everyone. Amen. And I think that this is a beautiful place to stop for today, <laughs> especially since it's so much longer than I thought. But God's grace is sufficient. Everyone needs God's grace and mercy. The grace is unending and it's the same because God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We all need his grace and mercy. We all need to receive it daily, sometimes moment by moment. When you think you're standing back up again, you get knocked back down again. Sometimes you're called to walk through a fire that you thought you were finished with or to walk through something that's hard and challenging that you thought you were done with and that you wouldn't have to go through again. Receive God's grace. Pray to receive his grace. So I want to close in prayer for you. And I, I love you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being patient through my tears. And um, again, thank you to Jennifer and all the team that was there last week and speaking about grace and how to receive God's grace through the trials, through the fire, through the things that we're called to, as well as the beautiful moments like the <laughs> love of God, like moments with our family that's wonderful and like the hilarious little pink bunny gift that I was able to receive that was especially special on a weekend um, going through miscarriage. So I want to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just cry out to you for grace for our listeners, for grace for my family, for my husband and myself, for our children. Thank you first for sending your son to die for us. Thank you for your grace that's sufficient. Thank you for the truth in scripture that we can go to so many truths and believe what's true and real. Thank you that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And thank you for your grace and mercy for loving us beyond compare, infinitely, sufficiently. When we're struggling the most, even if we feel like we are circling back around to the same exact struggle that we thought we'd already finished coming through, if we're walking through fire again, or if we're radiantly shining through bright moments, help us to choose to accept the grace that's already there because it's given freely to us, undeserved. Oh God, so undeserved, but yet it's there. Thank you so much for that grace. Thank you for your love. We love you. Bless my listeners. Bless their family and friends. We love you and it's all because of him.
Well, friends, this brings us to the end of our episode today on the Well For Goodness Sake podcast. I hope that you felt welcomed and encouraged here in realizing you're not alone, you are loved, and you can definitely do all of the things through Christ and everything else above and beyond that. If you're just willing to let go of self, allow God and begin each day, first and daily, walking the 4-8 life. This means taking massive action in a new direction sometimes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Remember, I want to stay connected with you. You can subscribe here to the Well For Goodness Sake podcast. You can follow my Instagram handle at wellforgoodnesssake underscore WFGS. That's wellforgoodnesssake underscore WFGS. Feel free to provide feedback or leave a review. I encourage that. If anything I've talked about today resonated with you or was encouraging to you in any way, I'd love to hear back from you so that I can continue to be just that and be that encourager in your life. Listeners, mamas, friends, we're not alone. God is real and God loves you. Well, for goodness sake, let's go do a 4-8. Until next time, I love you and it's all because of him.